Welcome to Occasionally Awesome. I'm Nick Youssef. I'm Kevin Christie. Guess what's still available for pre-sale on the internet? One of the greatest t-shirts ever designed. Ever designed. It's for a podcast? The greatest t-shirt ever designed. Make that case. Yeah, I will make that case. Now, so, I, I won't even make the case. I'll just present the verdict. I mean, the verdict I, is it is. To be fair, I've done another shirt for a different podcast. Fuck so that podcast. That this would one's be, the best one. That would be the only competition okay. for other great, you know. Okay. But yeah. Uh, so yeah, if you haven't ordered uh, our shirt, the Occasionally Awesome t-shirt, it is a super cool design, which you can go look at on either our Twitter pages, respective Twitter pages, or Instagram. Yep. Uh, and there are links to purchase on our, inst- in our Instagram bios. Yep. And we've posted it on Twitter. Yep. And we will continue to post it on Twitter. And thank you to the people that have pre-bought them. That is super nice of you. Mm-hmm. I'm very touched. Literally touched by you. I like yeah, it. they will... Uh, there's, I think, one more day as yeah. of the day this is released. There's one more day of pre-sale. And then after the pre-sale, they'll start shipping them out. So you should have them within a week yeah. from Tuesday, I think. Yeah. Um, and obviously, they will still be available for sale when the pre-sale is over. They will be officially on sale. So get one. They're cool. Uh, Kevin put a lot of work into the design. We met with the t-shirt guy. We didn't just like go, hey, put it on whatever t-shirt. Who cares what it looks like? Like, they're soft. They're comfortable. They look cool. I made him print it in front of me, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I, apparently I was the first one to ask to do yeah. that. I, ma- I stared at the ink. I did uh-huh. a test wash. I did a test dry. Mm-hmm. And then I stared at the ink some more because it's got to be right. They look good. They look really good. I would wear this even if I didn't draw it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's uh, they're only 20 bucks, so... Yep get them uh please thank you we love you uh hey may uh 13th through 17th if you live in the lake tahoe area i'm doing the lake tahoe improv oh i've never been to lake tahoe i've done it's that south tahoe one uh, yeah i, I did that with neil it's fun oh is it good yeah okay you can't ski or anything because there'd be no snow. But there's like, mm. you know, there's it's, there's it's really beautiful. Yeah, I've heard. I've always heard Lake yeah. Tahoe is cool, and I've always wanted to go. And now yeah. I totally get to go. You can walk around. It's beautiful. Yeah, I'm gonna take my bike. Oh, cool. Yeah. So if you live around there, I don't even know what's around there. But if you live around there and uh, want to come see stand up, go see me there. Yeah. Um, tickets are available on my website, nickysuff.com. Uh. And then in July, I'll be at the Comedy Off-Broadway, Lexington, Kentucky. And later in July, San Antonio, I'm coming to you. Laugh Out Loud Comedy Club. All that info on my website. Go there, get tickets, come to those shows. Uh, and if you do come to those shows, wear your Occasionally Awesome t-shirt that you're oh. definitely buying on the internet oh, right now. S- you could sign it. Yeah, I can sign it. I will sign it. That's cool. Um, all right. And then, oh, real quick. If you work for the company Shure, S-H-U-R-E, your headphones suck. (laughs) Do you hear me? Shure, S-H-U-R-E, makers of the microphone I'm speaking into right now. Uh, Good mic. Um, Yeah, the mic's fine. And uh, thank God it is because I can use it to complain about their fucking bullshit headphones. I got a pair of Shure E215s or whatever the fuck. They're earbuds. Because right. my earbuds broke, the ones before that. Um, so I'm like, yeah. I ask people on like Twitter what are good headphones. 
these ones came pretty highly recommended. It just kept kind of repeating, you know? Right. People would say, oh, Sennheiser's or this or that. But that same model number, I was like, all right, I'm going to get those. They seem good. People seem to like them. I ordered them. They came. I used them for maybe 10 days. And not even every day of the 10 days. Right. You just had them in your life for 10 yeah. days. And they were in a little, little p- pouch that they give you. They were kept in there. I never dropped them, never tugged on them, never ran with them, never went to the gym with them, never did anything weird with them. Ten days, and the fucking right ear one went out. And it wasn't even the wire. You were like, oh, what's good about them is you can replace the wire separate from the earbud, you know? So Because the wires are the things that tend to break. And the, the thing that broke was the actual earbud. That's unacceptable. It is absolutely unacceptable. So if you work at Shure, uh, remedy this problem or else... And if you don't, uh, guys, please tweet at Shore because they're not responding to me. Yeah. So maybe you guys can tweet at uh, at at S H U R E on Twitter or on Instagram, where I also posted a picture wondering why my product was broken at S H U R E I N C. Um, ask them for me and include my name too. Be like, hey, Shore, why did you sell uh, at Nick Youssef an inferior? headphone product why yeah. would you do that yeah and have it break why did i pay 100 dollars? oh and that's oh. like the lo- kind of a lower end they have like the e315 yeah. 415 535 and they get up to seven eight nine hundred dollars like they get really expensive but if their 100 headphones break after 10 days what like why would you spend any more money and they sounded good yeah but yeah, I just what, wasted a hundred. But and I use headphones every single day of my life. They like, should be replaced immediately. A hundred dollars is not like a huge amount for as much as I'm like on a computer listening to music and writing and working. Like I need that shit, you know. Yeah. But what I don't need is my headphones to break after ten days. The company sure. Well, get it together, sure. It's bull. It's fucking bullshit. You know what, what people use headphones for sometimes? Yep, listening to podcasts. They also listen to Morrissey and the Smiths. They they do that too. This, A lot of people. This is about both of those things. Have listened to Morrissey and the Smiths <laughs> through headphones. Mm-hmm. This episode, we went to Morrissey Smith Con. Is it Smith Morrissey Con or Morrissey Smith Con? Smith's Morrissey Convention. Morrissey Smith. Smith Morrissey. Yeah, we went. Psh, relatively weird. Uh, our guests <laughs> are very hilarious. One of the funniest comedians out there, Julie McCullough, great dude, funny uh-huh. as hell, huge Morrissey Smith fans, oh, yeah. and my brother Jeff, with a G. Uh, also, Jeff, as, as long as I've known him, <laughs> which is my whole life, Your whole life. my entire life, has been a, uh, a huge Morrissey Smith fan, and so we get into loving those bands, that band, that person, uh, the fan stuff. Jeff tells what it turned out to be an epic story. A really cool story. About interacting with Moz. Yeah. And. It's a really funny story. Yeah. You just hear. Because I've always been curious. <laughs> I, I talk about how I never had a choice in listening to them or not. My, my brother used to play it so loud, I just heard it. But the, he has. They have such an intent. The intensity level of their fans mm-hmm. is high. Yeah. People either absolutely. Are head over heels in love with Smiths, with the Smiths and Morrissey, or they just ki- like they don't care or hate them. There's no in between where they're like, I enjoy them sometimes. It's yeah. either like, holy shit, it's the greatest, or like, yeah, fuck that. Yeah, it's like and cats. it's a bizarre thing. Yeah, people are geeks. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a real like cult 
like following. Yeah. Like, I mean, he's yeah. obviously more famous than a cult band because, like, yeah. I mean, he's like, he's famous. You know, everyone knows who he is, but the, the devotion is at that level. It's yeah. really weird. Yeah. But, uh, so yeah, we talk about what happened at the, at the, um, convention. We all went at different times. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's an interesting world. They sell kind of weird shit. Um, and then we talk about the music. We talk about what it means to them as, like, big fans and all that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if you're in, if you're into, if you're into Morrissey, this is the episode for you. And if you're into Justice, you should tweet at the company Sure, okay. and ask them why they sold me broken headphones and if they're going to do anything about that. <laughs> if you're into Justice, you know, if that's the thing you like. Anyway, um, enjoy this episode and uh, enjoy the occasionally awesome T-shirt that we worked so hard to bring to you. So very hard. Time, effort, patience on my part. Yep. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's here, you guys. So buy it uh, and support the podcast. You know, we don't ask for much of you guys. Um, and here and there, you just, you know, say nice things. And we appreciate that, too. But now we have a thing for you to buy and support. So do it and enjoy this episode. And we'll see you next week. Starting right now, by the way. Um, they sounded good for being like old guys. <laughs> music is like, if unless they, really, the only person that you gotta work at, that you gotta look out for as a band gets older is the singer because you don't think the drummer too. Like the, Sabbath, the drummer was ripped. It was the same right. drummer. Yeah, talking about Faith No More. I don't know. Are we, are we yeah. taping? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the drummer looks. He looked buffer. Than huh. the video, he didn't look fat. He looked bigger, like yeah. muscles, and he had the dreads, but ju- they were gray, <laughs> which is a pretty cool look. Yeah, I'm sort of into that. If you can hang on to them long enough, yeah, yeah. And then um, Michael Patton did a great job of uh, not getting fat, but he filled <laughs> out just like a dude does when you get older. You know what I mean? Yeah. He lost that like 21 year old body frame, but he didn't get fat by any stretch, and. Um, the guitarist is... I don't know what happened to the guitarist. He left, like, in 94 or some shit. The, I the don't guy, know. The, the, guy, big, the big the guy hair like and the sunglasses. Yeah. Um, he left. And the guy the guy that replaced him looks like a like a goon from Arkham Asylum. He's like, <laughs> a, he's <laughs> right. like a shaved head, like, monster. Like, it was crazy. He barely moved. He played well. And the keyboard player's still with him, too. Same Roddy. guy. But he looks exactly like Matt Walsh. He looks exactly like Matt Walsh now. Really? The keyboard player. I'd be really curious to watch a thing about musicians that replace other people. Yeah. Like, they're kind of this sub-breed in and of themselves, where you're like, they've been like five or six bands. Yeah. You know, Matt like... Matt Sorum. Yeah, and, Matt uh, Sorum. Yeah. Band from the Whiskey Bar, actually. Guy, That's uh, a story. B- uh, Buckethead or whatever. He's yeah. Been in, he's been in like three... Chuck Biscuits has been in a bunch of bands. Uh-huh. Like, there's all these guys that, like, are really good, so they end up in all these kind of great yeah. bands, but not while they're doing great things. No. Josh Dave Freeze Dave is another actually. one. Oh, yeah, Dave Navarro. Josh Freeze has been in a bunch Who's of cool he? shit. He's a drummer. Dude. for. Well, he used to do Nine Inch Nails stuff. Oh, okay. And then he was in a perfect circle, I right. think, for a little oh, bit. Yeah. My friend Josh was just in Nine Inch Nails for, like, six months. Just, like, weird. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah, he, was, he played bass for Nine Inch Nails in the last tour. 
and I don't know. And he was like, "Yeah, I think I'm I done don't with know that." What the instruments are in Nine Inch Nails, like I think at this point it's just a, a computer. On a, on a <laughs> yeah, bucket. you have to be like one part blue man, one part yeah. actual musician. You're like, okay, you're gonna uh, use this cat of nine tails and whip this tin <laughs> tub. <laughs> yeah, but he had to learn like forty or fifty songs. Like it was like a Oof. job. Yeah, That's a weird gig. Yeah, you're like weird. a respected musician. Yeah, but, but you can't just like stay in one place. You're just floating around. I guess too. Like, if you're the guy, the the perfect circle guy that you mentioned, the drummer, and you're replacing the drummer from Tool, you're not replacing him, but you're like filling you know, in. Yeah, filling I mean, in. The drummer from Tool is like a legend. A legend. No, he didn't replace. He replaced the drummer. He was the drummer in a perfect circle, I think. And then that's what I'm saying, but like your your singer is Maynard, so yeah, yeah, he's yeah. Used to hearing that. Oh right, right. Behind him, and now it's, it's like you, I so. just watched yeah. that Descendants documentary, and you know the lead singer Milo left to go be a scientist, and then they just formed a band with everyone from the Descendants and a new singer, and called themselves All, and they're just the band that's not the Descendants. Like they've yeah. been through like four singers because they never did well. Right. And it's just it's a, it is like Kiss has all these drummers like it's just it's, it's weird. Sad, it's a sad uh, situation, you know. I feel like when when you have an amazing lineup, you get famous, you're a huge band, and then one guy just can't pull it anymore. It's yeah. Like, what do you do? It's yeah. So, it screws everything up. It really does. You know. I feel That's like what's a good about stand up. Like you yeah, live it's just or you, you die, but you're you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's only you. If and you, you can get fat. Yeah. You know? But they sounded great. I was thinking about this in the car, actually. Bands, it's not, to me, it's not about whether they sound good, because they usually do. Like, I, yeah. I was just watching uh, Dinosaur. They sound amazing. And Murph, who is the drummer for Dinosaur, uh, kept in shape, and he can, because he hits so hard. Like, he's like a crazy drummer. But he, um, they sound amazing. The thing is, it's the new material that becomes the issue. Because yeah. It's yeah. Like, how much do you have to say? Yeah. Throughout a lifetime, and stay in. And the reason I thought of this was because Modest Mouse, the new Modest Mouse, just came out. Yeah. And I was listening to the song, and the song sounds good, but I didn't listen to the lyrics or anything. And I was like, I I don't know that I could ever get excited about a new Modest Mouse. That's how I felt. Album. Like, I listened to the album, and I was like, this sounds like a Modest Mouse album. Yeah. And then that was like, kind of it. The best ones... I'm, I have enough of the best yeah. ones. And I feel bad saying that as a guy who has to generate material for the rest of his life. Yeah. I don't want to talk shit about somebody else that has to do it, too. I know, I but know. I, but the, the only thing co- comedians have over musicians, I feel like, besides uh, we get to keep all the money instead of splitting it four <laughs> yeah. ways, yeah. is um, we get better as we get older. Yeah. And you don't really... I mean, I guess you could run out of jokes to talk about, but not really. Usually, you can keep as long it pretty as you, as long as you're you just trying get at writing jokes. Yeah, you get you know? well. You get better at not writing shitty ones. Like you yeah, just exactly, you don't spend yeah. time on a shitty joke. Right. You're like that's not going anywhere. Yeah. Speaking of sad, <coughs> we were at set. What well, was kind of like sad Palooza, the Smith and Morrissey <laughs> convention. Oh, uh, yeah, I had to leave early, but uh, I was there for uh, a couple hours. Uh, it was real weird. When did you get there? I, I was in line for it to open. I kind of got it you wrong. Got there at six? I got there at six. <laughs> he got there at five thirty. I was at five thirty oh to get in God. line because camped out to see a fake band. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I what it was in my mind was not what it was in reality. Me neither. But my, but the other way. 
I thought it was going to be like Morrissey and Smith's Comic Con, where it's going to be Me lots too. of tables, oh, that's exactly what I thought it was tables like. full of zines and lots yeah, of shit yeah. people yeah, like make. Rare t-shirts yeah, yeah. rare like, everything. I thought I was going to spend four hundred dollars on yeah. a T-shirt. That's I was like, I'm going to end up. I mean, I did buy Morrissey soap, but. Uh, soap. Oh, it was upstairs. <laughs> he bought it all. Damn yeah. it, I didn't even go upstairs. <laughs> oh, damn. Yeah, the upstairs was the weirdest part. Yeah. Oh, it was cool. There's karaoke going on the whole time. Yeah. Oh, but this was all. Be- I got there when the show had already started. Oh, uh, okay. So it was a very different scene, probably, than when They might have stopped the karaoke, by the way. <laughs> I, I hope so. I mean, God willing. Because from 6 to like 8.30, it was just fucking karaoke upstairs. Yeah. Nonstop. And a That's very small. Awful. Who thought that that should happen? Well, there I mean, was this weird dude. It seemed in somewhat a position of in-chargeness who was obviously like a super fan and trying to get people stoked. And he had like a laptop and was playing songs for people to do karaoke. And uh, But it was very awkward because he, w- before it started, no one was around. So he just sang a couple songs himself to no one. But and it worked. Uh, and, what uh, do you mean it worked? Meaning, like, what people level? started people signing started up. People started signing up. Because at first you're like, this oh, guy's a crazy okay. person. Yeah, I was definitely like, oh, this isn't going to go anywhere. And then what I started to notice is, I mean, the earnestness of the fans of the, the Morrissey and the Smiths is so kind of severe. They've lost their sense of humor <laughs> about it. Yeah, you know it's way I mean? too serious. Well, there was when no sense of embarrassment. Other, right, that's what I'm saying. They've lost their sense of shame. Like, when they talk to each other, there's never going to be an acknowledgement that this is insane. Right. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, God, like, we're too obsessed. It's like, no, we're not. No. Yeah. Everything is face value. Well, when did you get into that Smith and Morrissey? Late, late. I got in... I, I, I didn't hear them until I was probably 17. Which I feel like is, I didn't like. They were a band. The weird thing is, they're they're probably. I think, I think to this day, top. I'm gonna say it. Top three, bands of all time. Okay. For you, Smiths. Yes. Okay. Because I think the combination, of, the like originality of the songwriting, the clever lyrics, and this, they're a, a unique sound. Is like, they're just they're just too incredible. I think. But. Uh, I had. They were the only band that I've ever loved a lot that I had to make myself like. Oh. When I first heard them, I was oh, like, yeah, yeah. "I know I want to like this," but when I first heard it, I was like, "I don't like this." That's where I'm at. Not right now, but like six months ago to a year ago, I was like that. I was like, With "I know band? I should like With this." Yeah. I was like, "I know I should like this more than I do." Oh, a lot of people are openly like, "This sucks." <laughs> I mean, I really? used to be like, "I don't They're like totally this at all." Yeah, that's the only two well, people I, either love the Smiths or they're like, I don't care. Well, I didn't know they hate them, too. I guess. Yeah, well, people hate Morrissey. They don't. Really yeah, they hate the way Morrissey. I I didn't have a choice to listen to the Smiths. And this is why, because Jeff would play the Smiths in his room in our house incredibly loud <laughs> and it would come through the bathroom into my room and so the songs were just playing and I don't remember being like oh I hate this yeah. it was just they were on like I know all the lyrics to almost all the songs by complete accident right I've never bought a Smith's record I've never like tr- owned a Smith's <laughs> song but like when the music comes on I know all the I, I can sing along with like That's all amazing. of it just by virtue of you how old were you when you got into them um young because like I was, I'm the Smiths and uh, Morrissey. I'll say the Smiths. I'm a big fan of theirs, but uh, I'm a bigger fan of New Order. I would say, uh-huh. 
And so, you know, you roll New Order into the Manchester scene, you get the yeah. Smiths, so... But, I mean, were you, like, 13, or were you... I was pretty young. Who got you into them? Were they... Yeah, I just in America, in America, you don't find them on your own, really. I well, mean... That, that's how I get into bands, though, is because I, it's not someone that says, oh, you should try this, because then I'm not going to. Right. <laughs> so what I do is, is, is I have you to get it. awesome. I have to get into it by myself. Right. Whether I'm reading, I read a lot. Uh-huh. Like, that's all I do is in my free time is read off the internet. Yeah. So I'll find, like, little bands because they played with someone else right. or something in the whole Manchester scene. Because of New Order, I got the Smiths. Right. Did you find New Order from K-Rock? Um... I want to say the first time I ever heard New Order was when they were cool enough to be played on Power 106. They were on Power. What song was played on Power 106? They were playing. It was a like hip hop station. The twelve. No, well, the oh, twelve Blue inch. Monday, Monday. No, actually, the twelve inch remix of True Faith was the oh, one. Oh really? They were that they were playing a lot. Weird. Wow. Yeah. That must have been a big ass hit. Do you, I'm embarrassed to tell you where I heard New Order the first time. Uh, the movie. I think it's called Threesome with Stephen Baldwin. Or who's the yeah? Who's the okay. young hothead? One? Yeah, it's Stephen Baldwin. Uh, Stephen Baldwin. That is Stephen Baldwin. Yeah. <laughs> uh, who are the girls in that movie? I don't so remember. I don't Sarah know. Jessica Parker. Or oh, yeah. God. She wasn't in it. But like but, yeah. someone like her. And yeah. It's it's like a rom com about a couple that tries to bring in a best friend or something like that, <laughs> and bizarre love triangles in it. And it like hits the movie in a really happy place of the movie, and I was, what just was like, "This is awesome." What was the video? <laughs> what was the video with the people dressed like where they were like had these weird like arty circular outfits, and they were like true sla- faith, true and faith, they were they're, jumping like, up and down, slapping like, each other around and yeah. shit. And that video was weird to me. <laughs> like even like as I was like super into or getting into art, I was like, "No, like this, yeah. some some gay shit right here." Like I just remember being like, I had such an odd relationship to that music because I didn't. I didn't like have a chance to pick it. It was just on. Yeah. I was just it'd be five a.m. and you're like, I am the sun. I'm like, fucking goddamn it. <laughs> I, basically, what happened was I was I started dating a girl that was younger than me by two years and way cooler than me. Ah, uh, yes, um, a riot girl. She, yeah, she, uh, she she wasn't actually. She her dad was a musician. She had an older brother who was a skater. That was how she got mm. older music. Uh, so yeah. then. He loved the Smiths, gave them to her, and then I started dating her when I was 17 and she was 15. And she put, like, I think there's a light that never goes out on a, on a mixtape for me. And I heard it, and I, and I remember having, like, positive connotations with the name the Smiths and being like, they're cool. I know they're cool. Yeah. I'm not sure why. Yeah. And then... Hearing the song and being like, oh, that's not what I wanted it to be at all. <laughs> I was in Alice in Chains, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, I was like, oh man, but then I just I don't know what it was, but I was like, I'm gonna like this shit. And I just well, made cool people, listen to it. And cool people like them. It genuinely worked. Like I've I've made myself like bands that I never truly got to really like them. Like I can listen to them, but right. but I really now I love them so much. I mean I find myself like even last night thing there was like the guy was doing like a video mix on the screen downstairs. And I was watching and they were showing like you know, some Smith songs and Morrissey videos and Morrissey is very good at writing songs. Like he's a legitimately great songwriter. Funny, you know? Yeah, you, I've loved him from I was seventeen, and now I'm thirty-five, and I never roll my eyes at his lyrics. Yeah, they're they're amazing. He's really he is he's clever, and they're so 
kind they of almost funny. like go f- past earnestness where they're so melodramatic. He's tongue He's, in cheek. Yeah, and that's what people who don't <coughs> understand Morrissey and the Smiths they they all make fun of it for being so mopey and sad. They're like, why don't you just end it if you're so sad? It's like he's. He's kind of kidding. Like, he's he's joking about how he feels. They were showing a video, and there was a lyric where he was, like, just kept singing about how nobody wants his love. And I was like, <laughs> there's, like, 20 people who have probably made out with him in the last five years just rolling their eyes like, oh, God, Morrissey. <laughs> I gave it all to you, Moz. I, you could have. Remember that dinner? And he's like, you're so full of he shit. He doesn't make out with people. He, he can't stand people. I mean, yeah, let's, let's not make the mistake that he is not a miserable person. <laughs> Right, that's true. Yeah, he is go, miserable. Yeah, look up on the internet and and look at uh, <laughs> people telling stories about people that actually know him. Yeah, and they will just. I've say, never done that. Actually, they I've will never... just say that he is a miserable person or he's not a nice person. Yeah, but he then, doesn't see. I found myself thinking like, oh, where does he live? And I bet you people make the mistake of trying to go up to him all the time, and it goes terribly. No, I saw he's him. a real nice person because he's I've polite. met him. Oh, uh, where'd you meet him? He, when I was working at the Virgin Megastore in the 90s, uh, this was between wow, 96... Was peak, peak Megastore. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 It was hot. It was hot hard to get a job there back then. It was a hot time at <laughs> the Megastore. <laughs> that was when they didn't even pay you. <laughs> yeah. He, he would interned. come in shopping. He would come in shopping because he had a house either yeah, in Silver Lake in Hollywood, or Hollywood Hills. Hollywood Hills, yeah. And he would always come in shopping, always go up to the records section and then upstairs to the DVDs and, and stuff. And, and my coworker, Deanna, she was a big time Smith Morrissey fan. And every t- we worked down in the basement in the processing department. And any time he would come in, the people on the sales they floor would call up. down and say, he's up there. <laughs> and, 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 and it was would cool. She, would she always go talk to him? Or oh, she yeah. Would she would have things signed just, and, and stuff like that. And then there was another girl who hated me, and she was a big Moz fan, too, and I got into trouble, actually, for talking to him. Because he would come in so often, it would be like a regular thing. If I went outside and take the, out the trash, I'd see him parking his car and walking yeah. up. What did he drive? He was driving a Jaguar, a light blue Jaguar. Okay. He probably rented it or something. Yeah. But on this one day, I was really, really bored. Of course he drove an English car. Right. Yeah. And... Um, Someone says, oh, he's up on in, a, in the DVD video section. And so I went up there and just a, asked him a bunch of goofy questions. And he thought, probably thought I was an idiot. But he was really nice about it yeah. and stuff. And then I come downstairs and I call a buddy of mine who lives in Las Vegas, oh, who's no. a big Smiths fan. And, and I said, hey, you know, I just talked to Morrissey. And he was upstairs <laughs> and I asked him all these goofy questions. And my buddy says, "Well, you should have asked him this question." And it was a song. It was a question about um, a song, "Death of a Disco Dancer." Yeah, that was on Strange Ways. Album. Oh my God, you're asking him about lyrics and shit. And well, well I said, <laughs> well, oh, "I could never do that." I said, "Well, <laughs> hold on, that. hold on. I think he's still up there. Let me <laughs> go see." <laughs> <laughs> it's all a lifeline for more questions. I love so it. I, I go upstairs, and he's still God. shopping. <laughs> and I said, hey, Morrissey, I've got this buddy on the phone. No way. You had the phone with you? No, no, no. He, oh. I hey, put Morrissey? him on hold. I put oh, him on, put hold. on hold. And I said, he's calling from Las Vegas, and he's a really big Smiths fan. Oh, man. He's just got one question to ask I you. I can't believe you did this to him. And Morrissey says, oh, I hate doing that. And I said, well, 
please just oh. just as a favor to I'm me. I'm cringing right now. <laughs> as a favor to me. And he says he comes over to the phone oh, at, the, at the video the sales counter. I can't believe you did this. And this I, I pick crazy. up the phone. And I said, Mark, <laughs> here's Morrissey. And I put him on the phone, and I they talk for like at least fi- a good five minutes. What? Wow. And everyone's looking at me like, what the fuck is he doing with Morrissey? Because there was like a like a little rule saying that. Don't you can't go it. up to celebrities and yeah. talk to them yeah, unless yeah. they talk to you first. And I've blown that. Broke the <laughs> shit out of yeah. that rule. <laughs> Jesus. So they talked and, oh. and talked and then he, he said bye and stuff. And after he hung up the phone, I said, thanks a lot for doing this for me. And he, he was like, you're welcome. And then he just went like downstairs and dropped. <laughs> But uh, but you got in trouble. I got in trouble because the girl who hated me, who was like a shift manager, that was his guy, her uh, her guy. Yeah, and she didn't like me, and she didn't like me talking to her guy. Right? <laughs> and then I think I made that like the like a, a smart ass comment saying, "Well, I have more of a chance as Morrissey than you do." <laughs> Jesus Christ! So she she told like the the manager, and then I got in trouble for talking to Morrissey and, and using, using the, the company the telephone. phone to call right. Las Vegas. The visual of Morrissey, the Virgin Megastore, just like yeah. on the phone behind the counter, like explaining the lyrics. Well, I mean, disco dancer. Yeah, like well, I mean, no. it was very emotional. <laughs> the question was, what was the question? The question I think was. Was that the last nail in the coffin that broke up the Smiths? Because you wanted to write it one way, and Johnny Marr wanted to write it a different way. Oh my God! Fuck. Uh, that's a little better than lyric interpretation, right? Because that's the last thing you ever ask. Yeah. Well, the first what does thing the song I feel mean? Like is like the you first never thing, ask him what lyrics are, are about. Right. But Morrissey said uh, one of the, his first things that he said is. Because my buddy said he read that in a magazine, and the first thing that Morrissey said was, what magazine did you read this out of? Really? And my buddy said he nearly shit himself. when he, he didn't want to get... Well, no, he said this is a, a magazine article that was at least 15 years old, and he can't remember where it was from. <laughs> and he thought, Morrissey thought it was like a recent article. Oh, yeah. So... <laughs> that is so, so crazy. I, can't, I literally, I just can't... I I just keep thinking. I just keep picturing you going, "Hey Morrissey, <laughs> that's so <laughs> fucking amazing." That's crazy. it's crazy that he agreed because like you hear he's a miserable guy. He's not happy. No, but he's a really good sport. But he's like a nice guy when yeah, it comes he's to a that stuff. Nice guy. Okay. I mean, yeah, I, okay. I, I here's the thing. The oh, I'm so miserable. I'm so miserable. I go to the Virgin Mega Store all the time, and I'm fucking Morrissey. I think maybe he was like, I'm bored. It's well, in the nineties, rem- that's that's the only place you go to get music. First of all, yeah. There's I no iTunes. This was, that was like kind of not pre-internet, but that was like around. The it internet. was not usable internet. Right, ninety-six yeah. internet sucked. So yeah. like, the Smiths were definitely a huge deal, but like you only knew them if a friend knew them and told you about them. It wasn't like, or if you had a big brother today. or big sister. Yeah, or yeah. See, in my so head, he walking around L.A. in ninety-six is very different. In than my head, though, he was yeah, super famous because of. You like no the way you kind of relate to him in my head he was like this massive thing yeah that's but how he, he could probably walk down the street in many places of L A and nobody would even <coughs> not Burbank bro back then in Burbank right. he'd get mauled to death well and he did a signing in Burbank at the Virgin Megastore that Virgin Megastore and there were no shit a thousand of the coolest looking Latino kids I'd ever oh, seen yeah. in my entire well, they life. Were at the concert last night too. Oh yeah. God, I love it. So we need to talk about first of all. Uh, I have I don't really have a question, but like, 
What is going on with this Mexican I don't know. fan base? I, I don't know because it was it wasn't like that in the eighties. It wasn't. No, this is like a recent. I think it happened like definitely after the Smiths, like way after. I mean, like my well college girlfriend was it was Mexican, and I'm convinced she. I had long sideburns when I was like fresh when I started college. I'm convinced she was just like, yeah, you. Yeah. You look sad, and I like those sideburns. Your hair's kind of tall. Let's do well, this. If you had darker complexion. If you had a if darker hair mm-hmm. and uh, you could you could pass a girl a, in high. My first girlfriend in high school. She was older than me. She hit on me first, and then we started dating. And the first time I went to her house, there's Morrissey posters all <laughs> over her. Yeah. And I just was like a sad, skinny, quiet kid. I never got to date a girl that liked them, besides the girl that introduced me to him. She wasn't crazy about him. She just liked him a little bit. But I've yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know what the, the Latin connection is, but my it's There was a big article written about it, and I remember there was a huge, like in Rolling Stone or something, there was a huge... Well, he released, like an, one of his solo records had like a Spanish title. Yeah, and it was kind of a like, "Hey guys, thanks." Yeah, because when he plays California, it's just this big deal. Like when he plays in and around L.A. I saw I saw him at the Staples Center two years ago or a year ago, whatever that was, and um, he they did he did as soon as now, and in front of me to my left were two Mexican dudes in their fifties yeah. that were uh-huh. grizzled. They were not these like pompadour twenty five year old Mexican kids that love Morrissey. These guys were like just off their shift landscaping. Yeah. Wearing like t-shirts and like dickies and you know what I mean? They were like calloused hands and they were screaming the lyrics to How Soon Is Now and crying. Wow. I don't They're understand. Yeah. That's Where does that I come from? See. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. I, I, I saw like, m- Oh my god. <laughs> I saw more see once and that was enough for me and this was yeah. in 91. At the forum. Wow. He's, Whoa. But he had his hair. Yeah. So. And Frank, the uh, lesbian singer, opened for him. And this was the same show that David Bowie came out and sang a song with him, too. What? Holy so, shit. Uh, that's a great concert. At the forum. Oh, okay. And, uh, you know, during his songs, a bunch of young guys would just, just you know, rush the stage and just tackle him or, or want to <laughs> hug him or touch him or something. And I just got fed up with that. I was like, dude, just let him finish the song. Yeah. But I understood why they were doing that. And this is before he had a keyboard player. This is before he would do Smith songs because there was a long stretch where he, yeah, d- he just would refuse yeah. to do them. Can he uh, legally, though, he, the, the songwriting is all oh, his, yeah, so yeah. He, he can do whatever he wants. I think with you can kind of sing anything you want in concert. I don't know that, that that's true. Yeah, people do cover you shows. Can't co- you can't record it and sell it. You can't like advertise okay. you're going to do it. You can't be like, I'll be singing these songs. He could, he could do an entire night of Beatles songs. and no Yeah, one right. Beatles. Okay. But I don't know that you could promote a tour where you say you're going to do... No. Yeah, I mean, I, I went to a Built This Bill concert where it was all covers, and it was horrendous. <laughs> really? It right. was, well, because... The uh, you know the kind of covers they were picking were songs I'd never heard in my entire oh, life. Oh yeah. yeah, you know like B sides of bands I didn't know of in the, to begin with. Oh, but then they did close with Freebird and it was fucking epic. Right. Yeah. Oh, but you got to see Doug Marsh play Freebird. It was ma- it was massive. <laughs> my face fell off my body. <laughs> that new album is so good. Yeah, it is. I it's got to crazy. see Leonard Skinner do Freebird. Whoa. Uh, Whoa. This year. Wow. In Austin, Texas, I did uh, Jeff Foxworthy's comedy festival, and they play, they headline. It's funny. I was performing. To no one already, because whoever booked this didn't, I don't know what happened. But there was a picnic table set up for the crowd of the comedy show. And three people went before me. Six, I think maybe the crowd went from four people to like 12 people at its peak. And then, so I had 12 people when when I went on. And then 
two minutes into my act, the opening riff to Sweet Home Alabama. No started. way. <laughs> it's like so loud. Oh, man. And they all just got up and ran over to go watch Leonard Skinner. And I was like, Jesus. do I have to finish my You're like, like so I, I just had a kid. Bam, bam, yeah. And good night. So I just put the mic down and I ran over and I was like, I might as well watch Leonard Skinner. Yeah. And then I got, I was like, it's crazy. They're so laid back. Yeah, your closer was wait up. I was in like the third row, and I got to see Freebird. It was pretty great. Wow! Yeah. What fest was this? Like a f- music festival with it's comedy? A music comedy fest. Okay. By Jeff Foxworthy. Love that guy. Red fest. I have no idea why I was there or what I was doing there, but yeah, well, you got a Skinner concert out yeah, of it. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, f- well, it seems like oh, so a lot of people make fun of like the Morrissey Smiths fandom. Yeah. That it is so like seems so like melodramatic. And sad. Like, April was telling me that it's like people make fun of loving, like, the Smiths and Morrissey. That it is kind of like... Yeah. For some reason, they're targets. I'm not sure why. Maybe it's because they copy the look and that's, like, lame or something. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Maybe it's because, like, he... Because he does have an odd... He has an odd... another band where the fans try to look like the guy. The Cure. (laughs) God, I'd hope not. (laughs) The Cure a little bit, yeah. That but got that gothy. But I wonder if it's because he has this persona is like being so sad and asexual and doesn't love anybody. So then when you dress like him, it's like, oh, are you sad? Yeah, I guess there's that. Yeah, it's like it's basically like you're lo- he's his you're like his a logo of him, and you're like I'm emotional. <laughs> like I f- I found myself being like, why is there security here? What's gonna fucking happen? Yeah. You get stabbed well, with a poem. That's a good point. <laughs> When in, so I stayed for the tribute bands. I guess you weren't there for no, them. no, no. I stayed for the first one and then left after. The yeah, first. this charming. How many band were there? Opened yeah. and then <laughs> the Sons and Heirs closed. Right. Question. Yes. Did they have overlapping songs? I asked that immediately because I was like, I the the drummer of the second band got me on the list. Okay. He works at Comedy Central Digital, so he. <laughs> so the tribute band thing's going well. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, he I see him at the show. And because uh, I got on stage for the Name That Tune contest with Richard Blade from Sirius. You were up there? I was Sweet. up there. Wow. Blue. I was wearing the blue plaid shirt. And uh, I got the first one, which was This Charming Man. But they play literally a note. How did Richard Blade look? Good. He looks good. He, he looks, looks like good. he works out. He wears a tight Sweet. t-shirt, which is kind right. of like... Sort of but, weird. Yeah. But <laughs> um, and then I didn't Love that get Headmaster Ritual. I didn't... I well, couldn't. wait. Were you in the contest of like the one frame for the music video? Because I was there for that. No, no, no. This was they brought up six people, and this you, is probably they would after play the a second note band. of a song, and you had to say what it was. Okay, wow. And some literally like autistic Rain Man kid won. Just ran the table. Like it was, it was like he was made for this. Thing. I mean. I didn't. I wanted him to win because what else was this kid gonna do? Yeah, that you was know, like, his whole years leading up to this moment. Like, he's definitely yeah. like this charming man. Definitely this charming. Man. He yeah, was yeah. Like, he was. Did he have this? Is the, his fifteen minutes. Yeah. Did he have the look? He had kind of. He was okay. just a. Yeah, he was just an awkward Mexican kid with a. It was. I'm happy for him that he won his, <laughs> that he won his enormous poster. So, um, but anyway, I'm talking to the drummer and I go. That was my first question because I go, are you guys going to overlap songs? Because I know this crowd wouldn't mind, but it seems crazy to me that yeah. you guys would do that. He said, no, whoever's headlining one of these things, I guess there's like a, pro- there's a, yeah. there's a pro- protocol. He's like, we give them our set list first and then they can pick anything else. 
So they get first pick, the headliner. Uh, okay. Oh, okay. Cool. That's a really good deal, I guess. Yeah, and he, yeah. Said, he said, we're not dicks about it. He's like, I've been to shows where we open, and the, and the headliners will pick all the songs that... All, the crowd all the pleasers. Songs, all the yeah. crowd pleasers, and you're like, you know, whatever. He's like, but we leave a lot of room for them to, you know... That's cool. Make everybody happy. Who's the bit? Which which one's the biggest cover band? Sweet and Tender Hooligans. Right? So they're the biggest one in LA, and they're right. all Latino. And right. the singer used to come into my store and Wait, shop. The sing- I thought the singer was a white guy. He might be. I don't know. I haven't seen them. But anyway, I wanted to get to this because you said, "Why is there security?" Yeah. So the second band was so good. The lead, the the singer was very good. Sounded. He sounded better than Morrissey does today. Mm-hmm. You know, he sounded more like Morrissey than Morrissey does today. Yeah. Um, and he did all the like moves and everything. He, did he have really, flowers. Yeah, he had flowers. Sweet. He had the wrong flowers, which was weird. In, in the back pocket. Yeah, yeah. But he had the wrong yes. ones. That was what was weird. Oh. But anyway, wait, stop, nerd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hold, hold on, hold on, nerd. Okay, gladiolus. It doesn't matter. So, uh, so what did he? What did he have? Huh? What what kind of flowers did he have? I even forget what they're called. They're they're like they I, I like... see them all the time, but I don't I don't know. What That's so funny that there's a specific kind of flower. I love it. Absolutely. That's great. Well, I well, like I was saying that was it was it the first time the Smiths played Top of the Pops and they wanted to lip sync and he thought it was so stupid he wouldn't so he didn't have a mic and he just had fla- a rose or whatever. Morrissey just had like flowers. Uh, I, didn't, I never saw that. Yeah, that was like he sang into a rose. He had fla- He didn't have a mic. He was like, "This is ridiculous." I'm lip syncing. I don't know if he had multiple flowers or just a rose, and he was like, kind of give or had multiple roses and was giving them out. Uh, but he was just lip syncing with no mic, and I and I remember thinking like, "That's kind of punk." Yeah, like, it is. Everyone knows I'm lip syncing. This is stupid to, yeah. for me to pretend. So I'm just gonna have these flowers. And there was yeah. a video they showed last night where he was doing the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Because that's how like I guess British pop TV shows work. Yeah, that thing, that top of the pops is so corny. It's unbelievable. Yeah, but it's crazy because they get the best bands. Yeah. It's so weird. I mean, that means you're about to be a huge band. Yeah. It was like American Bandstand or some right. shit. Well, New, so, or- New Order was the first band to actually play live on that thing, too, because they oh. refused to do it without playing live. Right. Really? That's cool. Huh. So the point is, this lead singer guy is so good that towards the end of the, towards the middle of the concert, people start doing the, the thing where they get up on stage and go to hug him. and huh. They hug him, and then he hugs them back, and they get back off stage. It's very peaceful when they do it with Morrissey. They kind of hang on him a little bit. Yeah. Like, so I'm telling Jane, my wife Jane about this to, this morning. I'm like, uh-huh. they even started doing the thing where they, you know, got up, they would rush the stage and hug him. And she goes, let me get this straight. <laughs> <laughs> These people are getting up and rushing the stage to hug a fake dude. Oh. And I, go, I go, yeah. She's like, so it's like the whole thing's fake. It's like role playing. Yeah. Go, yeah, it's like LARPing. <laughs> No, no, yeah. they're LARPing. Live action role play. Yeah, is this tribute band thing? It's so funny, and like they had to act. They they had to act like like people didn't want him to go up there. You know, like they had to like fight to get to the stage. But uh, like, no, one is stopping you. This person isn't famous. Yeah, I wish I could. Dude. I wish I could see the speech they give security. To like, okay, here's the thing. <laughs> you have to look like yeah. you don't approve. These people are very harmless. They're going to <laughs> jump on stage. They could not be less equipped to hurt you. Yeah. So they're going to want to hug this guy for a second. They know they can't stay up there. You don't really have to tackle him. Look like you're going to tackle him because yeah, that's yeah, part of their shit. Yeah. I mean, you it's just like see wrestling. the. Yeah, it's, like it's literally. WWE these guys are like, God, you fucking annoying dicks. So funny. So that happened. That was funny to me. And then the other. Uh, what was the other. I had another point. I can't remember. Damn it. Oh, it'll come to me. But anyway, it was really fun. The, the whole thing. I was surprised how fun, how much fun I had. Because when you go see Real Morrissey, he doesn't do 
what you want them to. He he does what he wants to. Right. Yeah. And the tribute bands do what you want them to. Yeah. You when know? I saw Real Morrissey, he stopped playing because he smelled meat. Yeah. He smelled meat. Yeah, because he was at Coachella. Uh, and oh, and uh, and wasn't it like you can't the smell of pork? Yeah, the smell of like like in. cooked meat because they have all the the food vendors. How just, like, would he out, know? Out in uh. the uh, <laughs> and. Uh, because like he's out here on the stage and like directly across are all the food vendors and shit. I'm and surprised then, he agreed to do the festival. Yeah, I I was kind of surprised too. I'm like Morris, he's playing, and then he's he was playing, and then he stopped and started complaining and started yelling at people. And yeah, yeah, it was like a bummer. I worked at Colbert for a while. Uh, I used to warm up Colbert for a couple of years, and when he came, they they there's it's like definite like no meat in the building all day. Wow. He's there, and if he sees any, it's like he's gonna walk. He's the only guy. This is what I wanted to talk about. That's crazy. Colbert, who I got to watch do, <coughs> I don't know, at least 100 shows. Right. Mm-hmm. Certainly the most, probably the most talented live comedic performer I've ever watched. Insane. Like, he's just incredible. Yeah. I used to watch him do the dress rehearsal to the writers and then just do the show. And he, the way he would take the jokes they had, perform them, Back to the writers, fix them all like that, like so fast. He was so generous, but he would always, he would never punch for no reason. He would always punch up, like, because it was, it was just incredible. And then by the time they taped the show, he almost never had to retape anything. Like, he just does it perfect the first time. It's so crazy. But anyway, I watched him do a bunch of interviews, and he's always, he's an amazing interviewer because he's so quick. Morrissey was the only interview I ever saw him do where I could tell he'd had it. Like, the dude, Stephen Colbert, in real life was like, fuck this dude. Really? (laughs) But he could could not show it on the air. Yeah. But, so, if you you watch Colbert a lot, you might have noticed it, but if you were there, you could see. You felt it. (laughs) You could feel it. He wanted that interview. It wasn't even... It wasn't aggressive. It wasn't anything like that. But you could just see him start to be like, I'm fine when this is over. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like he wasn't giving him anything. It wasn't any... Morrissey wasn't even being particularly shitty. He wasn't like insulting anybody or anything. I don't remember <laughs> it that way. But he, there's just something about him where the, the vibe was just like... He yeah, does have a like, up, you're so lucky to be in my presence kind of thing. Yeah, I'm sure that's what it was. Plus, keep in mind... I bet that whole day or leading up to booking him was, I'm sure, every step of the way. A nightmare, yeah. Yeah, the whole no meat in the building thing. And while Colbert is newly famous, he's still a big fucking deal. Yeah. A really, really big deal. So it's like, yeah, look, you're Morrissey, but I'm also me. I don't think Morrissey was being condescending. I don't... Maybe it was. Just like I boring. I don't remember what it was. I'd have to watch it again to find he out. He was just probably it. being like There's indifferent. There's a moment you can see it. In, I don't even know if it's on the TV version, but I saw it from 10 feet away, and I saw Colbert <laughs> like, all right, wow. let's wrap this shit up. Oh, man. <laughs> That's another yeah. weird thing is how like dismissive he is in general of his like fame and his fans and stuff, and then people just love him more and more and more every year. Yeah. I mean, is it a... Maybe he just, you know, more... That, that convention was just for codependence. Yeah, yeah, really. Just to like, I know you'll never. He, he's like, he literally is like, I can't love anyone. They're like, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I will love you so incredibly hard. Oh, I saw a fight, a girl fight, like a physical. What? <laughs> they threw a T-shirt out from the stage, and uh, two girls grabbed the same one and started going at it. 
And wow. Like, it <laughs> got scary. One of them was, I don't know, it was two, it was, it was a tall, thin Mexican girl and a mm-hmm. short, fat Mexican girl. Yep. And they went, talk about uh, putting women back uh, 50 years. They just immediately just started ripping each other for each other's appearance. Oh, like right. <laughs> I mean, they Jesus. were fighting too, but then when it was over and they were like, just like fighting over the t-shirt, they were just, just like, one would just call her a fat bitch and the other would call her like a snaggletooth skinny whore. Like, it was just oh, like yeah. back and forth. It was just like, ladies, and meanwhile, want us to treat you better. Yeah. <laughs> meanwhile, they're the exact same person. Just like <laughs> exactly. a taller and shorter version. Exactly. We were, and they're just opposite ends of the same spectrum. Yeah, we saw every different possible version of Mexican girl there yesterday. Yeah. Where you'd see one, you're like, she's cute. What, what would she be like, like four inches taller? Oh, there she is right there. <laughs> <laughs> Every version was there. It was yeah. really cool. Yeah. I love, I, I just love outfits. And I love people that like, like the one guy who I thought was going to be rad at karaoke yeah. clearly has adopted older Morrissey style because he's yeah. like about 50. Yeah. Like the kind of nice dress shirt and the slacks. Yeah. He had the gray hair and the dark eyebrows. Yeah. yeah His yeah. singing was crap. Yeah. But I liked that he was like, oh, I can't do the like young I'm not thing. Try, yeah. So I'm going to be the older Morrissey. Yeah. And people are going to be like, oh, hey, how's it going? Yeah. You know what's funny about <laughs> the girls is I just this just just occurred to me. They don't have a model of what to look like. No, that's true. So they just do rockabilly. Yeah, but yeah. Morrissey doesn't give a fuck about rockabilly. I don't think. I mean, right. he doesn't look at a rockabilly girl and go, yeah, that's like. I think it's just probably because if it anything, was, he likes like Hollywood, old Hollywood. Right. I feel like. What would have been the female fan style in when the Smiths and Morrissey were happening? Kind of riot girl, like mods? I don't know. Like bangs, Doc Martens, I mean, that's black tights. Like him, but I don't know that that's what he thinks is like an attractive I'll be on it. Is what I'm saying. I, what, you know what? Leaving, I kind of, it felt, especially with the female female uh, fans there, it felt like Hello Kitty Con. We went to Hello Kitty Con. <laughs> <laughs> it yeah. felt similar to me. Really? Just Asian? No, Hello Kitty Con was all Latino, mostly like, oh, really? Latino and white. Yeah, Latino oh, white, okay. white, and t- a lot of Latino girls who looked like if you just took the Morrissey fan thing and added like a larger bow. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you have a Hello colors. Kitty fan. Yeah, yeah. it it felt the same. It's just like that kind of like cute thing. <laughs> this is I another issue. Oh, the rockability, th- the rockability thing. I think just pairs well with the. It just pairs well. With it just the, looks good. Yeah, with the pompadour, fucking denim yeah. jacket, they're denim, whatever. They're, they're really doing that. They're just kind of accessorizing the dude. That I was, yeah. I was yeah. bummed I didn't come up with an outfit when I got there. I was like, ah, I could have worn suspenders. Or something. Yeah, I remember yeah. you said that. Well, you, got, you guys either. were surprised of the amount of girls that showed up, right? Oh, because you were thinking it was going to be oh, yeah. guys. Yeah, no, I'd say it felt, it felt like half to I me. I felt like there would be a lot of girls there. Yeah, Just there were. It's like a fe- it, to me, it feels like female friendly. You're not going to be surrounded by a bunch of dudes who are going to grab your ass. No, it's not type A. No. Alpha male type. That's what I find myself thinking like, okay, I was looking at all the girls in their cool outfits and I was like, I, I bet you'd be cool to date one of these girls because they don't want to have like fun. You know yeah, what I mean? They like They just want to like hang out, kind of listen to records and go never- bowling. This is almost a pun at this point. They're never happy either. True. You know what I mean? It's not like I mean, right. it's hard enough to keep a regular girl happy. I can't imagine <laughs> trying to yeah. keep a Smith girl happy. Oh, I Jesus know. Christ! You just I forget know. it. You just give up. But um. But April's super happy. She's a Smith girl. She is not super happy. She's okay. cheerful. <laughs> that is very different than happy. <laughs> right. Cheerful. Cheerful's on your face. Happiness comes from within. <laughs> right. But uh, that's true. I love April to death. But Jesus Christ. 
She so, actually should have should be here right now. She's in out of town. It's, it's crazy that she's not. She's but in would Atlanta. anyone be able to talk in the room while she's here? What? Well, come on. <laughs> I don't know. We love her dearly. We About do? this subject, I, you mean? Well, yeah, I mean, like, she seen Morrissey. How many times did she tell oh, us? I, the number is staggering. How it's like a hundred. Oh, I think it's a hundred and fifty plus. It's like a hundred and ten. Yeah. Something in my head, unbelievable. I was like, oh, probably 20. I mean, to be fair, if we should do a, tour that much, we should do thing. a separate episode with just April talking about him. To yeah, be it, fair to the level of devotion. I know. And it's I'll come to that too. Yeah, you but, could come, but you yeah. can't talk. Right. Um, <laughs> you wouldn't be able to get a word in edgewise. No, yeah. I mean, you I'm, let's let's fucking yeah. let's 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 recognize game here. Game. Yeah, <laughs> let's. Right. Right. I mean, I if we're talking well, ability to like a thing, I wouldn't. That, it's 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 it is staggering. It's mentally staggering how much April is into him. Yeah, that, that, could, that you could love a flawed thing so much. Right. Well, that she's the one who told so me like long. people clown Morrissey fans kind of hard that it's not great music. Words, I just I don't I don't really agree, and I'm not a fan really. I like the songs, but I don't find myself listening to it going, "Oh, this isn't that good." I'm like, "Oh, these are good songs." Yeah. So I don't get why someone would be like, "Oh, that's crap." I don't either. I don't know where it comes from. It's, I, it's. I think you know what it is. It's probably homophobia. I can see that. At the root of it, if he, people don't even realize that's what they're doing. When I was he? Like, when was he first talking about being like asexual? Right was that away. like? Well, well, no, actually, even it's not the asexual thing. It's being celibate. Oh that, yeah, that was the big thing. In, in oh, the Smiths. so he says he's he's into he's attracted to people, but he just doesn't want. Wasn't it something like he thinks sex is too messy or something? Well, he's had he's had like close guy friends, yeah. but he's never came out because it's it's really no one's business except no, him, right? But yeah, celibate was a big thing. Yeah, in the Smiths it was, but then he you know after a while he he didn't say he was celibate anymore. Yeah. He just, it just never he discussed went to anything. Different areas, mm-hmm. um, but so that is pretty ballsy for the time. I was looking around. Definitely. I mean, there's never going to be a time where you say, I don't care about sex, and it's not like... And I'm not even going to tell you which kind I'm not into. I'm just not into it. Yeah. I mean, that's like the final frontier as far as being an outsider. Yeah. You know? But one issue I wanted to ask you guys is, um, because I was asking another friend that was there last night, I go, you know, it's cool that they're all, everybody's Mexican here. I, you know, I thought it was, it, it doesn't even matter. But it made me think, because this is kind of dorky in a way. I mean, it's yeah. like, you have to be kind of a dork to like yeah. dress like the person and like be obsessed and get the tattoos and all it's that. It's nerd shit, right? culture for sure. It's nerd culture. I was like, is there, I don't think there's a black person version of that, but you would know if there is. But there isn't like a dorky subculture that black people are into well, I was saying this to Nick. I was like, "Nothing's cooler to me than a blacksmith fan." There, when I, I see four. when I see like, oh really? I, whenever I see like a dude, he's got like the glasses, cardigan, Smith T-shirt, super high water jeans, and Doc Martens. I'm yeah. like, "Oh my god, you yeah. look so fucking cool!" I know. It's crazy. And you and you're 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 just. But what I'm saying is, there's no who's there's no the thing uh-huh. that where you would see 1,500 black nerds worshiping someone, right? That wasn't black, first of all. Yeah. Because, you know, Morrissey's a white guy and the Mexicans yeah. are Mexican. So worshiping someone who's not black in a way that's that hard and but is not like, I don't know. I, I can't think. Yeah, there really it. isn't. I mean, none are coming to mind. Even, 
when we say black nerd, I mean, they're still cooler than the coolest white person anyway. Yeah, that's yeah. true. So it's not really fair. But <laughs> even other ethnicities don't have that. Like, what Asian groups are there that well, like... Well, uh, the biggest... I mean, they, they freak out the most over specialization, you know? Like, right. They're super into whatever. We don't even know. They're cre- like, they make they make it up. They create those yeah. fucking things. Like they they they're the ones They'll that have like, a sp- district in the city. <laughs> well, they're the ones that like go for them. I mean, yeah, in Japanese like Japan, yeah, Japanese yeah. rockabillies turned into these dudes that would just try to have the tallest pompadour, and it got to the point where yeah, they yeah, like, like they basically had Johnny long Swade. yeah they had long hair, and then they would just like it was no shit like two yeah. or f- two like, feet yeah, off the top of their like head, a wall. Ridiculous. Yeah, just like su- yeah. super super specific. I was, in, I was in Little Tokyo. This is like so funny. So I was in uh, Little Tokyo the other day, uh, and we were. Walking, going into the little shops, and there's a, there's a rockabilly, like rock shop down in Little Tokyo, and they were playing rockabilly music. But and I thought it was like I was like, who is this? Because I, I I know a lot of it. You know, I'm, I I went through a phase in college where I was like, you know, so I was like, who is this? I don't I couldn't tell, but it sounded legitimate. And then <laughs> it was like I started listening to the lyrics, and I'm like, this is Japanese rockabilly with a guy that sounds. Like an American, mm-hmm. but the lyrics wow. are just a little off because they don't. No, English is not their first language. Wow. One of the lyrics is so funny because the chorus was, "And I'll be long, long gone till I'm partying on Saturday night." <laughs> that Close. sounds like something they would say. Yeah, but that made no sense. What you just said. Could right. we say that Bob Marley reggae fans are like a black nerd that dress up like the person they love? Maybe I find reggae pretty nerdy, but th- despite the fact that it's connected reggae to, to pot, to despite it, it, it seems like it's like oh cool and edgy because everyone's getting high. It does take a lot of the testosterone out of. But it. it's pretty nerdy. If you go to a reggae concert, it's yeah. mostly white people. But he's still pretty. And the clothes are awful. But he was fucking cool as shit. Yeah, and so. he was like tough as hell. He got shot and still did that concert. Like Bob Marley was a fucking badass. Yeah. But, I mean, you could kind of say that his fans do dress like him. Yeah. Right. That's true. And it's not like... You don't look at reggae fans and go, oh, careful, a reggae fan. But we're looking for black people who are into, like, yeah, a but, white yeah, Bob guy. Marley's black. Yeah. Oh, you mean... You, you were looking for black nerds into white... Yeah, uh, different... Oh. I don't even know yeah. if there's really a point to it. It's just It was just interesting to me that there's yeah. this, like... Because the whole Mexicans following. and Morrissey thing is, like... But that's mind-boggling. Maybe, maybe Why? I mean, maybe I it's the fact that he's so earnestly emotional. That but what does that have just, to do with Mexican culture? No, no, I don't think it has anything to do with. No, 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 no. telenovelas. I somebody, don't. Th- somebody told me they go, they go. It's because they actually lived the sadness that he is just talking about. Maybe, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but I mean, across. I, I'm talking more just across for anyone. Any, not necessarily in reference to an ethnicity, but the fact that he is so emotionally earnest that if you are a very emotionally earnest person, he's kind of your dude. Yeah, and that's why maybe he draws in so many different types of fans. Yeah, that's true. A Across any sort of ethnic yeah, line, it's not about. Yeah, it's just like it's that guy's being so honest about his sadness. Except you're a little bit missing that a lot of his songs are tongue in cheek. Well, Would I don't you agree that like a lot of yeah. the lyrics are just si- are are jokes. But if you're 14, you don't get that. But maybe not. Do you know his, their songs well enough to know the lyrics? Yes. So you could go up 
do a, a karaoke song and not nerd. even have to look at yes. nerd. <laughs> nerd. That's great. Nerd. Well, that I, I when during the karaoke thing, I was like, um, none of you geeks should need the screen. Most yeah, of them exactly. didn't. Yeah, there were only like two people that actually like screens over here and like this is everyone was like facing the crowd and just singing their heart out. It was really uh, impressive. Richard Blade. I gotta give him credit for this because usually public figures won't take a stance. I feel like like they'll oh yeah they'll yeah, play yeah. both sides. They'll be nice. They whatever. Richard Blade <laughs> could tell that two of the girls that came on stage weren't real hardcore really? Morrissey fans. Really, Whoa. and he totally called him out on it. Wow. He goes, he goes, this one girl. He goes, is your uh, they play the the name that tune. They play the song for a second, and she's she's blank. And he goes, is it enjoy the silence? And she goes, which is a Depeche Mode yeah. song. Yeah. And she goes, yes. And he goes, oh no. And the whole crowd goes, boom. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And she goes, am I wrong? And he goes, you have the wrong band, sweetheart. And they wow. were like, get out of here. It was so funny. And he did, wow. it, he did another one to another girl. I definitely felt to myself like I, if someone started talking to me, I'd be like, I'm not a, a real fan. I don't want to get yeah, like exposed here. I got here. nervous. I, I wouldn't want to go up there. That that uh, video. I thing. was pretty confident, but when I went up there, I was I was actually pretty nervous. Were you there like, for the videos? Though? No, they took one frame of a music video, a Smith or a Morrissey video, and you had to guess what it was. And See, I was I like, I haven't seen well. the videos. That I know. Well I don't. The do videos it. weren't that great, so I didn't really. The songs it would be easier for yeah, me, but yeah, yeah. not the videos. Well, I don't know. I mean. Every woman I've ever dated, including my current wife, is they, they still make jokes about me being gay because I like them so much. That's, I, well, I've mentioned this before. But Marilyn Manson wrote a book, and he had a chapter on how to know you're gay, and it was all about how much you like the Smiths and Morrissey. <laughs> that so. is a great list, and I have that <laughs> list like on my computer. So, like, have, you ever dan- so have you ever danced to a Smith song? <laughs> like, shit well, like that. it's like if you know all the members of the Smiths, not including Johnny Marr and Morrissey, you're gay. Right. <laughs> but then that There's list only had... two more. Right. Yeah. What are their names? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I, not that there's anything wrong with I you knowing their names. Yeah, and Andy yeah. Rourke. <laughs> Why? I will text you that list when I <laughs> get home. The biggest, that's funny. the biggest shithead thing Morrissey ever did. It's the most famous thing. Is when they fought about the money. Later on, after years but that after wasn't that wasn't up. really his fault. That was Mike Joyce's fault. What was when they went to court, right? Oh, because he could, he like dragged it out and made him do it. But they well, went to court for what? So Morrissey and Mark kept who could have the tallest hair? Eighty percent of all the royalties. Royalties because they sang, they wrote the songs, and and they, let's be honest, like nobody they wrote the fucking songs. Mike Joyce and Andy Rourke. So in court. They actually, I guess, I don't know why you're saying it's Mike Joyce's fault, but basically in court, the judge made Morrissey break down why these guys didn't deserve the money, and he, he did it. He was like, <laughs> he's like, they could have been, he's like, I could have taught these songs to a monkey with a fucking uh, guitar stick. You know what I mean? Like, or, I'm sorry, a, <sighs> drum, a monkey with drumsticks. Like, he basically said, like, these guys were just hired guns and they didn't, they had no, they brought nothing to the. Oh, wow. But they wanted more wow. money. They wanted more they money. They wanted more than, right. than 20%. <coughs> right. They were splitting 10 they But this, is, 10%. this was years after they broke up. And right. They, and I don't know what they do with their finances, but they wanted more money. Didn't yeah. the Tears for Fears guy say the same thing about the other guy? The main, the main no, song? Really? No, really? No, that wouldn't no. happen. Okay. And they're together now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Not as no, a couple, two, but... Yeah. <laughs> Paul Simon said something shitty about our Garfunkel once, yeah. though. Which I think is pretty crazy, because 
If it's just two guys, it's like yeah, yeah, fucking, yeah. The only one who could totally get away with that is the is Wham. George, George Michael. George Michael right. could have absolutely just been like, he's really just a face. Right. <laughs> you know I mean? Yeah. Like he but fit the life T-shirt. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the guy knew. I mean, you know. I mean. So he broke it all down. Why they don't deserve the money, and then he, he won. Basically said, you know, we we did all the music and lyric. Like I don't think Morrissey did any of the music and didn't no. try to take credit for it. No, he did he the words Morrissey, and Johnny did the music. Mar, yeah, Mar is a genius. He did right, all the yeah. songs, and I would add the lyrics after he wrote the song, and that was the thing every time. And then we would just give them the music and they would play it. And he's like, "There's no, I don't know why they think they deserve more." Yeah, that's how that breaks down. It's, it's very normal. It comes down to the kind of guy you are. You could totally give your band more money if you want. Oh, yeah, so yeah. It is up to you if you wrote it. I think the yeah. strokes split everything. Early Even, on, that was the deal. Like 25, yeah. 20. Like, yeah, like wow. the, all the songs, they split everything. That's cool. Well, that's yeah. what Springsteen does, at least for really? their live shows. For uh, the live shows they did. Huh. He gets as much as any of the other East Street He's a man of the people. Members. God yeah. damn it, the boss. I remember yeah. I saw... Uh, she took me to a Bruce Springsteen concert. So Five hours. I don't like Bruce Springsteen. Oh, you wow. don't? I like like two songs. I just okay. there's something about him that just rubs me the wrong way. And um, what two songs? Glory Days. No, I like uh, <laughs> Brilliant the... Disguise. Okay. Born I like songs that don't sound like Bruce Springsteen songs. I like uh, Brilliant Disguise, and I like uh, uh, I can't even think of the other one right now. Oh, I'm on fire. I like I'm on fire. Okay. I like I'm so, on fire. We we uh, it's a giant giant stadium which is like the <laughs> Bruce place to go see him. Yeah, yeah. it's the Bruciest. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> this place just, is so Bruce. Me, I yeah. around, I literally, it's a stadium. I mean, it's a it's a stadium of people. And I looked around at one point, and I'm not exaggerating for a podcast. I wouldn't do that. Yeah, <laughs> the only black guy in the entire stadium was Clarence Clement. That's <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow. Clarence, I mean, wow. it was one of those things where I looked around as a joke for myself. Like, I bet there's not that many black people here. And then I looked around. I was like, wait, I'm not seeing anyone. <laughs> yeah, wait, 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 no. and, then, and then I became obsessed because I don't care about the show. So I'm right. Like, it's basically where's Waldo, but there's no win. The stadium were black, but that yeah. was it. When Whoa. I saw ACDC, the only black people there were the people that worked at the forum. Right. Yeah. But to be fair, they were enjoying it. And Australians are the most racist people oh. on the planet. Are they really? Oh my god, it's the worst. They're the worst. Um, the Who are they racist towards? Everybody else? Who do you got? <laughs> yeah. Well, they're real Send gnarly against away. like really, really bad against blacks and uh, aborigines and, and yeah, and blacks. gnarly. Whoa. But like even Australians that come to America and see black people are like racist towards yeah. them. Well, I got to ask an Australian. Not next time all Australians are racist, but the ones that are are like totally are full comfortable on. with it and like yeah. outwardly. Yeah. Wow. Um, okay, I just want to say my last thing. My only regret I have about being a Morrissey fan is that I haven't gone full. I've never had the guts to really grow it out. Grow what out? To like really do the hair. Oh, the hair. Oh, okay. You You're know? halfway there now. I know, but I've never... There's, there's one more step to really doing it, and I just can't... And I think it, it ties into you know getting made fun of because once you do it and you're clearly doing it yeah <laughs> you are like joining uh, an organization almost you know i, I mean? drove so there with it's the like admitting you're a scientologist i drove there <laughs> with the windows down 
And it got out of my car, and my hair was a little taller than I'd feel comfortable with. And I was like, leave it. Leave it. Leave I was it. like, if there's anywhere to leave it, we're here now. I mean, I had a bad hair day last night, and I was like, no one will understand the pain of having a bad hair day at a Morrissey yeah. Fest. Like, I sent April the picture, a picture Jeff sent me of Morrissey in 1991, and the first thing she said was, oh, my God, look at his hair. It's so perfect. Well, I sent her, I sent her another one, too. Yeah. And she liked His hair is pretty too. impressive. I mean, he look, if you think that... A lot of hair didn't stem from that hairstyle. You're wrong. You yeah. mean that pretty fucking cool British Elvis, but like no sex. It's I pretty know. odd stance. Yeah. I pretty mean, you solid. could do the more if you just got some shiny pomade. You're yeah. already there. Oh, no, I could. I've been very close. In fact, I could show you pictures where you would argue that I had done it. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute, you lied to us. You had this hair. Yeah. I guess in those times, I didn't even admit it to myself. What That's was funny. Happening, but, you know. So I have a question. Yeah. Uh, everyone guesses this every year. They say, like, this is the year the Smiths will get back together. And it never fucking happens. Why does anyone guess that? It's so out of the realm of possibility. But even, like, Smiths fans have this weird thought in their head. Well, because they're both alive. Right, 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 yeah. You know? But then but, he has said a million times that'll never, ever, yeah. ever, 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 ever happen. But every fucking year they go, Smiths at Coachella this year. Yeah. Or something like that. <laughs> and I'm always like, No. Why is it a complete a bigger reunion? Why is it a complete impossibility? Yeah, that's what I want to know. Oh, you know what would be bigger? ABBA. Well, yeah. But who cares? A lot of people. I think the Smiths yeah, is the thing. most unlikely one. What did ABBA turn down? They turned down They turned down like a hundred million dollars. Right? But it was a hundred million dollars like ten like fifteen years ago. It was, and it wasn't Whoa. even for a real concert, it was to play a dude's like yeah. Compound. Yeah. Wow. Either, yeah. What? What is the? Le- why is it <laughs> like so? They could have done it. And no one would have known. <laughs> yeah. You know? Why yeah, is yeah, it yeah. so impossible for them to reunite? What's the fucking problem? They got better things to do. Do they? They don't. Uh, I'm, here, here's the thing. They definitely don't. And it's it's not about money weird. either, too, because they offered them a lot. Mar is currently touring, playing Smith songs and singing Morrissey parts. With who? Wait, what? By Johnny Mars band is, yeah. is he's he's solo right now and he's he's like playing a lot of Smith songs. Wow! I mean, yeah. this is like and when Black singing. Sabbath used to tour forever without Ozzy and they played garbage venues, yeah. right? And they have somebody singing Ozzy parts and you were like, "Come on, man!" Yeah, right. I don't know. So do they hate they, each I, other still like a lot? I mean, have you ever hated anybody? Not not really. Well, that's why you don't know. I get, but why do they hate each other so much? Because you didn't explain it to me. Like I didn't read the book. I didn't read Severed Alliance. Did you read it? I read parts of it. Yeah, but that wasn't. That's not the really. It's, the answer's good book not in there. To, yeah, and, and in fact, I don't think they like it. Johnny and Morrissey don't like that book either. Right. There's a new one, isn't there? Uh, I think there's a couple new ones. It. Yeah. But I don't. So, I, know, I never heard a satisfactory reason for why. They I mean, this is like a like level of hatred where it's like one guy stole the other guy's wife or some shit. Yeah. It's like my guess is that uh, I would have to say that Mar is certainly more reasonable. And, yeah. Uh, Morrissey doesn't seem to have to. He can still tour as Morrissey. He still plays big venues. I think yeah. it's his ego. I think it's his well, ego's giant. They won't come out and admit that they hate each other. And I really don't. I think hates. Too, yeah, I don't think they too, hate of, each other. too strong of a word. It's more about not living in the past for them, I think. Okay. Except the weird thing is okay. they're both playing old songs. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. Well, but, that was one of my goofy questions I asked Morrissey. Do you hate Johnny Marr? <gasps> you asked What that? the fuck? This is the greatest, yeah. dude. Dude, I, I would punch a, I would punch <laughs> a guy before I would ask that question <laughs> of Morrissey. Like, yeah. That's how terrifying. Hey, Morrissey, do you hate Johnny Marr? Well, I also asked him, do you what hate did he uh, say? Bernard Sumner, Sumner yeah. from New Order? Yeah. Because Johnny Marr and Bernard 
electronic or electronic. Yeah. So, so what did he say when you said do you hate Johnny Marr? No, he just he hasn't said no. I, I think I asked him if he hated him, and then <laughs> when was the last time you talked to him? And he says it's been it been years, and he he just said no, I don't hate him. We're just, just doing weird. our different things. Yeah, it's weird. I don't know. I just it, uh, to me, I always think of like those guys had such. They're the only ones that can relate to that experience. They're the only ones that yeah. had. They're the they're the only fucking Smiths. So yeah. it's like <laughs> the only reason I think it's stupid is not because uh, I think whatever li- reasons you have as an artist why you don't want to go back makes total sense yes, to me. I totally. get that completely. But to have a, your entire life have all these people worship you and do all the and and just love you unconditionally, const like forever. To not give them the one thing that they would want the most yeah. seems a little To not want to give them back one thing, like, all right, we're going to do this one tour. One time. We're going to do shit we're tons of once. shows. Yeah. You, we're going to play all the or hits. Even to just do Wembley Stadium once and film it or something yeah. so everybody can, you know. Like but. what the police do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I think at this point it'd be cooler if they never did. Because every other band has done it. It's like Slash and Axel. They're never gonna. Yeah. Never gonna. So many other bands have been like, "We're getting back together," and you're like, "It's just these old guys playing their fucking old hits." But I like, I like the nostalgia of it. I think it's like you, you're allowing people to have this big, huge shared experience. Yeah. Like, don't we all fucking love this band so much and singing the songs together? I think it's a nice thing. I, there would I also wish be that fear of like we couldn't live we couldn't possibly live up to what they right, you'd be right. so stoked to see it you'd just be like I don't care if this sucks we're gonna be singing so loud I don't care how he sounds yeah it's gonna be yeah, so yeah, great yeah. I'm seeing the Smith and so many fans were too young to have ever seen him I feel like the older people would just enjoy it because they're like we we got we're getting to see this one last time one last time oh, we never saw the, it when we were kids I think you have one last time and the only time for some people. Yeah, I never got to saw the Pixies when they were a band. I didn't like them. I didn't like cool shit when I was a kid. I yeah. saw them in like two thousand five, six, seven, or whatever, and I never saw them when I was younger. But I was like, "This is cool." Like they're I, I mean, by the time I got to see him like two years ago, I was such a huge fan. And then when I saw him, I was like, "I'm seeing the fucking Pixies yeah. right now. This is epic." I saw yeah. Rage Against the Machine when they got back together, dude, and that was like. And I knew their live shows used to be like unbelievable Bananas. in the 90s where it's like, you've never seen anything like it. And I saw them in like 08 and I was like, this isn't crazy, but it's rage against the machine. Yeah. yeah. You know, like when is this going to happen again? And I it hasn't since. I think it's a thing you do to give back to your fans yeah. Yeah. that have given you the life you have. No one would accuse them of like cashing in. I mean, no. that's not. No, no, well, no. If they got back together, would you want to see them? I wouldn't. You would not. Yes. No. Wow. <laughs> yeah, of course. Dude, I'd want to fucking see him. I'm not even well, here's a fan. The thing. I've never seen Johnny Marr play live. And I. You don't need to. <laughs> Why? Is he Why? not good? Well, I mean, like, with other well, bands, yes. With him by himself, I wouldn't. Oh, no, no, no. I and I don't really him. want to. So. I've seen him with other bands. But I want to see him. I think his guitar sound is, and, and his playing is. is Incredible, especially yeah, he's really good. Songs. And I would, I he would was great on that last Modest Mouse record. Live, but I'm not gonna go see him by himself. And uh, and you know, to see him play, even if they didn't look at each other the whole time they were on stage, I it mean, wouldn't matter. Just to hear those, uh, I would. But like, would dude. I be able to go? Probably not. I don't know how. I mean, if they ever reunited, you'd never. How would you go to that? I mean, it'd be a thousand bucks anywhere in the stadium. I mean, the problem is, it would be hard to see him in L.A. Because that ticket would be yeah, you'd have to go to like impossible. The place yeah, play. you're like Boise, like Idaho. I guess we're driving to fucking yeah. Missoula, Montana, or whatever to see. Well, the good thing know. is April would already be driving there, and so you'd be That's had, true. You'd just roll with her. Carpool. Our best way in would be our only chance would be through April because she'd have it figured out. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, she, has, she him? Met, has she met him? Yeah, she's met him. Okay. What I was her experience like? He was nice to her. Okay, cool. I I would love to see like <laughs> her handle that. Like I wish I had that on tape of like her. Would she be like a, one of those crazy girl fans? I don't know. I don't think so. No, I think she probably was. Cool. I saw I mean, him around famous people. So yeah. yeah, I saw him at American Rag one day. And it's really? this big clothing store, right? So yeah. I'm standing like on one side and he's like kind of in the middle of the store where the shoes are and he's there with like a friend or whatever and they're looking at stuff and I looked over at him I'm like, I think that's fucking Morrissey. And then he kind of turns around I get like a full frontal view of his face. I'm like, that's fucking Morrissey. Yeah. And then I look around and on every Everybody's side staring. of him, every yeah, everyone's just kind of like looking over yeah. With the same like, that's fucking Morrissey. Not one person went up and talked to him. He has that. Co- he he has managed his persona extremely well. Yeah, yeah. So you know so much that's about his so personality. About your- I, I know. <laughs> oh, you're I'm just like, hey, dude. Like, so, you're like, oh, you're unapproachable. Haven't heard anything about that. <laughs> <laughs> I used the same technique on David Hasselhoff when he was shopping. Uh, Different vibe, but so similar totally, story. Yeah. I mean, Morrissey, David Bowie, and. Uh, I can't even think of who. Else. Probably, probably Tom Waits. That's a, oh fuck yeah. I, Maybe I don't Prince. Even know that I could. I was in. Sa- I was working in like. About, I mean, I, I admit that Prince is as great as he is, but I don't. I don't have a personal like. You would be afraid. No. Okay. I'd be afraid to like approach Steve. Tom Waits. Would be really scary. To I was working to. in like Northern and California. He seems like the nicest one out of all of them. Yeah. I yeah. wouldn't want to talk to. Him. And I heard Tom Waits owns like an antique store up there, and I was like, I please someone Where? please in like Santa Rosa. <laughs> yeah. And. I couldn't get a day off to go see. I was like, I can't. Be- like, can you imagine how fucking rad like, Tom yeah, Waits' like antique the, store? The clerk, he was like the clerk. I'd be like, how much store? for this? And he's like, ah, yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, what do you got on you? Just take and get out of here. Yeah. How much for this belt? <laughs> Trade me a story. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you have to bounce, dude? Yeah, I guess I should go. Okay. Yes, uh, do we have any... Is there like a game at the end or anything? No. We don't, <laughs> we don't have ga- and we wouldn't even know cool questions yeah, to ask no, about, questions. about the Smiths. This was, uh, I wanted to go to... I mean, I'm going to go again. I want to see the bands next time. Yeah. I saw Sweet and Tender Hooligans at the House of Blues. Yeah. Good? And they were so good. I want to go see them now. I mean, it was like... Now that I know I can enjoy a tribute band, yeah. I want to see a lot of tribute bands. Like, Seems sort of cool. That fucking tribute band, Evolution, the Journey tribute band, where the guy got yeah. plastic surgery to look like Stephen P- Perry. I'd which, see that. Who gets plastic surgery to look like Steve Perry? I know. That's like a whole podcast. But um, he, uh, I, I would like to see them. I'd li- I think tribute bands, if they're great, yeah. are a great way to see a band that you'll never see. I think they fill a void where it's like, these guys, like hey, don't we love this band so much? I really understood them with, because they're fans. They're like yeah, you they're fans. are playing. So they they do all the things that you want. I'd go see a Tom Petty tribute band. I'd go see like I'd go see a lot of tribute bands. Yeah, uh, you're going by yourself on the Tom Petty. One. <laughs> you are. I, I mean, go the Tom real Tom, Tom Petty. Tom I love Tom Petty. Go see Tom Petty. <laughs> well, no, I mean, if you couldn't see Tom Petty. <laughs> yeah. The real Tom Petty's still good live. Yeah. He's still like. I want to go to Petty has Fest. Energy. Still loves to play free fall. Yeah. Like it's Fuck really cool. Yeah, bro. The opener for Sweet and Tender Hooligans was a Devo cover band. Also good. Oh, that's and they were fucking great. Yeah. yeah. They were almost because I saw the real Devo a few months before open for Arcade Fire, yeah, and they were almost better than the real Devo. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the thing. Real yeah. Devo isn't interested in old Devo. Well, real right, Devo yeah, yeah, doesn't yeah. have to prove they're real Devo, whereas not real Devo has to prove Over-proof, to you yeah. that you, yeah. they're real Devo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they're yeah, they're. That's I mean, they're so pretending to be young. Sweet Devo. Teller Hooligans. The whole crowd is like, "Do you? 
okay, you do. Yeah. I mean, they killed it so hard. Like the crowd was just going nuts. It, they felt they were acting as if it was the real. That's, deal. that's go, the part I, I love. Definitely go see if there's a really good GNR. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. See them. I heard there is one actually. Do you know I, about them? No, I'm not a guns. You don't care about GNR. Fan. I would see a good GNR cover band. Yeah, I would do that. I go. There's a lot of Led Zeppelin ones. Yeah. I yeah, want to do a stand-up show. You might be interested in doing this with me. Do you like Gnar? I mean, I do. I wasn't like a huge Gnar. I, um, I mean, I loved Appetite for Destruction. I want to do. A, I want to do Canner's Deli, but I want to do like some kind of. I don't know how to do it. Like, oh yeah, a show about that has something tangentially to do with Gnar. I would talk oh, to Dean. Deli. I would talk to Dean Del Rey about this. Okay. He will. He he. Ha- who will have that dialed? Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. He knows all the members. All right. <laughs> who is your favorite band? Oh, you like hip hop? Radiohead. Oh, Radiohead. <laughs> yeah. We're very far from hip hop. Radiohead's my favorite band. Okay. Yeah. Well. Mm-hmm. All right. I well. thought it was Built to Spill. No, it's Radiohead. Built to Spill's probably top five. Okay. Like Built to Spill more than Dinosaur? Yeah. I don't like Dinosaur. What? <laughs> Is what? How do you like Built to Spill and not like Dinosaur? Do you mean Dinosaur Jr.? Yes. Okay. I, I, I don't, there may be another band. Yeah, I like Dinosaur Jr. I wasn't a huge Dinosaur Jr. fan. Yeah. But I definitely have records. All right. But no, I love Built to Spill so hard. Yeah. Yeah, I think you just get more emotional about Built to Spill, so I thought you liked them more than no, Radiohead. No, no. I, I, Radiohead is like it. Yeah. Yeah. Like I could have... favorite band? Um... I would say the new order. The all, yeah, all time favorites, new order. But yeah. that that's not fair to all the other stuff that I like. So do you include Joy Division in that? Um, no, because I like some of their songs, but I prefer Barney's singing to Ian Curtis's. Really? Singing. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. They're just to- they're totally different. And I won't see New Order ever again. Yeah. Because I I, I saw, saw them at the Hollywood Bowl. What year? Two two years ago or something. Okay. Yeah. I. After Peter Hook left, uh, I won't see him again. He's yeah. the bass player. Right. And it's not the New Order. It's not the same band that I grew up with. So, right. And even if he came back, I still wouldn't want to. <laughs> I'm, I'm sort of weird like that. You're just done. You're done What's with your them. favorite band? Tool. Oh, Tool. Okay. Yeah. I, lo- I like Tool. I like Tool a lot. My roommate in college was obsessed with him. And I, we, did the, we traded Tool and the Smiths. We're like, he hated the Smiths and I hated Tool. Right. We like both agreed to love each other <laughs> like, yeah that's a great friendship the right there yeah <laughs> yeah so anyway all right i'll let you wrap this up all right cool well that was it we just wrapped it up oh okay. we did we yeah, wrapped yeah, it yeah. up oh, just great. then thank you for doing this dude yeah sure yeah, thanks. Yeah. thanks i Jeff. fell asleep at a tool show you motherfucker i fell oh, asleep yes. wow at a tool show. which one where it was in wilkes bar pennsylvania uh-huh. and <laughs> i was in college and the drive was so arduous it was in a rainstorm and it was like four hours and I was driving, and the concentration it took me to not crash the car. <laughs> by the time I got there, I was so exhausted that I fell asleep during. Uh, it was an enema. No, no, no. Way after that, what was the one? What was their last one? Uh, Ten thousand days was their last. Lateralis was one Lateralis. before that. Okay. That one. So two thousand two, three. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah. But I think they're cool. Oh yeah, they're the best. Well. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's what I do. Yeah, my friend Adam's a huge Smiths fan. He's like, Smiths are the best. I'm like, well, yeah. Tool's the best. No, <laughs> and we just go back and forth and back and forth. Yeah. Best drummer, though, I would argue Jimmy Chamberlain. Um, Smashing Pumpkins. I don't know. If you listen to Geek USA, you're like Be- oh best drummer of all time. All time? Well, no, not all time. Okay. I'm talking about like. I mean, 90s Neil Peart. 
you know. Which one's he? The Rush. 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 And I oh. hate Rush. <laughs> yeah. Every, so I, many people I'm say that. I'm so sick of hearing Rush has the best drummer. I it don't does. care. You have to care. Right, right, right. And I don't care about Rush's. The I mean, Black like Sabbath, so the drummer from Black Sabbath is fucking legendary. It's I mean, great. yeah. Did you, Ginger Baker. That, that, that Bonham. Ginger Baker's a fucking genius. Yeah, no. Well, the best drummers of all time are jazz drummers. Yeah. The guys that, and the tool drummer is a, a jazz drummer. Okay. Yeah. He used to I be a. That he's pro- actually the tool drummer's probably the craziest yeah. drummer. Fucking Dave Grohl's a goddamn good drummer. Yeah, fuck. Bill yeah. Stevenson from The Descendants? Fuck you. Fuck legend. you is your <laughs> argument. <a> goddamn legend. <laughs> You could do a whole. We should do a series of these: best drummer episode, yeah. best guitarist, best singer, All right, fine. best whatever. I'll do it. I just heard a story yeah. that Billy Corgan whiplashed Jimmy Chamberlain into getting Geek USA right. Really? He, like I'm using whiplash as a yeah, yeah, yeah as verb from the movie. But he right. he like stood next to the drum. That guy's a maniac. Until his hands were bleeding. Corgan's an asshole. He's a maniac. That hey. guy. He's an asshole. He got, it, he got it on the tape. Got it on the reel to reel. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> No, he's an asshole. Yeah. All right. Okay. Are you Thanks. guys going to go see Marilyn Manson's Fashion Pumpkins? No. I considered it. There's Groupon's $15 tickets. What? And I was like, Wolf. I might do this shit. Uh, but I saw Manson in like 07, 08 because I never saw him when I was younger. And I was like, this was pretty cool. Yeah. We can edit all this part out. No, <laughs> I don't know why I'm still holding it. We never edit. All right. Thanks, guys. Okay, Thank you, dude. Bye. Right.